Welcome back to Off Topic with Caitlin and Linnea. And today our topic is going to be talking about red flags. We're going to be talking about kind of like how a lot of the times we tend to overlook red flags and not um, focus on our standards and our beliefs and who we are. And we kind of overlook them and they tend to affect us a lot more than we think they do. And so we're just going to be talking about that and what what you do in that situation. All right, guys, let's, let's get, get off topic. All right, guys, as we talked about in the intro, we are talking about red flags and not letting them change our standards. I think this is a very important topic and something that I have been personally learning a lot in my life. Um, I think sometimes in life we can quickly let you know, our standards or things that we see change by, like, the things that are influencing us. Um, And something I've been learning is how to identify what a red flag is. And sometimes not all red flags can be seen very easily. I feel like it's fun to put on rose-colored glasses when you're in a situation where you can see, maybe not fun is the right word, but it's easy to put on rose-colored glasses so you aren't seeing, like, the flaws in something or seeing how, like, something could be potentially bad for you. And so we just want to talk about how um, how important it is to be able to identify that and how it shouldn't be something that changes your standards or your values. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I definitely think that a lot of the times we think that I feel like red flags can be seem kind of like dumb to us. Oh, like that's a red flag because it's become such a big thing in our society. So once it goes out into society and it's taken upon by other people, like red flags may look different to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as Christians have to figure out what us like what red flags look to us because like what red flags look to us may not look like red flags to other people right so like I feel as if we need to remember that we're held to a different standard than Mm -hmm. others and that we have a different um what's the word I'm looking for like that we have different values than they do and things like that so um a lot of the times we get our own red flags confused with the world's and so we tend to think something that's actually good for us ends up being bad Mm -hmm. or something that's bad for us we view it as good and don't see it as a red flag because the world has kind of like normalized it almost. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what this episode is going to kind of focus on is talking more about like what the red flags as Christians are as opposed to and like not focusing on what the world thinks is a red flag and what the world doesn't think is a red flag, but tends to be us. Right. Um, Sorry, I totally cut you off. No, you're good. I totally get that because I feel like with, like, the friendships that I've had, most of my friends have always been Christians, so we've all had, like, this kind of, like, same biblical standard or, like, our morals and stuff, and I feel like how, as us as, like, Christians, your worldview is very different because you're basing it off of, like, the Bible, so you have a biblical worldview, and your morals are going to be different from, like, what other people think who aren't Christians or who are a part of other religions, and I think sometimes it's easy to, like, bring judgment into that, and that's, like, one way things can kind of get dangerous with like your relationships with people because if you think that you know somebody has an opposing opinion to you that's a red flag but in like all honesty sometimes people just are going to have differing opinions and you can't like blame them 
and say that they're totally wrong just because like you don't agree. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely agree with that. Um, something on the Bible app, there's like a 10-day devotional for red flags. And like the very— I was like, just looking at that. The first preview literally says, God's graciously give, God <laughs> graciously gives us red flags in life. He's faithful to give us warnings regarding our relationships, our decisions, and ourselves. And I feel like that is like so true. And you kind of like have to, to really think about that. And— I mean, the the Bible tells us, like, red flags, whether we realize it or not. Like, mm-hmm. there's literally, like, um, I found a Bible verse, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, where it says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last day. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but but denying his power, have nothing to do with such people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, I mean, those are all, like, super good points that we kind of, like, we either convince ourselves aren't happening or, right. like, we just don't notice it. Like, sometimes it can be, like, people manipulating you, so you don't always see that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's kind of, like, when you have to, if you're in a friendship or a relationship or, like, even just, like, a school or work environment, anything, like, you have to like look back if you're starting to feel like really crappy look at your life and be like well how is this people how are these people treating me what are they saying to me how is how are these people making me feel Mm -hmm. like I mean obviously there's things like 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 dumb little things where you're like oh they hurt my feelings but it's like they're constantly treating you very poorly and like more concerned about themselves and how it's affecting them and not affecting you right then I feel like I mean, obviously, that's a huge red flag. And because we were as Christians, I feel like we're like, well, we need to love people and all these things like that and care for them and forgive them and give them grace. But kind of like I talked on the last episode, you can give somebody grace and like forgive them and be like, I understand you made a mistake and stuff, but you also don't have to continue to, like, stay in that situation. Right. You can be like, I forgive you and I love you, but I'm going to love you from a distance because it's not giving me life. And clearly you don't you, you don't know what you're doing and you don't know wrong from right. I mean, there's a it's different when people are like, okay, I'm going to be better. And you give them a chance and they do change. But like, if you're giving them chances after chances after chances and they're not changing, it's like, that's affecting you so much more than you're going to realize. I mean, like multiple times I've been in friendships or in a relationship where like people are just mistreating me. And I either think, oh, well, there's going to be trials and tribulations and friendships and relationships and stuff like that. So it's okay. But like, I think we have to realize that there is a difference between, like, normal disputes and, like, messing up and being, like, like saying something you sh- probably shouldn't have. But, like, if they're consistently doing something and you're telling them and they either are making you feel bad about, like, how that makes you feel or, like, they say that they're going to change and they don't, you mm-hmm. have to, like, kind of realize that and be like, okay, like, I I know that this is not what God, this is not God's best for me and pray about it. And he's going to like show you that there's like, Hey, look at this. This is a problem. Mm -hmm. And this is not what I want for you. This is not best for you. I love you guys both individually, or I love, I love everyone in that situation individually, 
but it's not best for you guys to be together in right. this situation. That goes along with a point that I have is I was talking about this with my dad. He's been, like, so great at, like, coming up with um, just top, like, notes to write on about these episodes. But, like, what you kind of said is, like, how many times is it going to be until, like, you actually remove yourself from a situation? And I think that's when, like, rose-colored glasses come into play because you're looking at something. And so if, like, if you're looking through those glasses that are the same color as a red flag, you're not going to be able be able to identify them you're only gonna see like the highlights of it and right i mean that's that goes along with a lot of social media type of things like you just see the highlights of everyone's life and stuff like that right and it's so easy to like take that and say well i'm not living like this so it's not good enough and that's where like comparison comes into play and it's just Mm -hmm. like jealousy but what i wrote down is how do you set a healthy boundary with somebody who is toxic or how many times is it going to take for that person to cross a boundary that you've one already set or secondly how many red flags do you have to see in them that they've been like it's a red flag is honestly for me it's a warning sign so it's not like oh, this person's horrible because they it's, have this. It's not like it's some, like, stupid little thing you're making up yourself. Like, right. It's like that that thing said that um, Devotional was talking about. Like, it's it's a red flag from God. God's going to show you those bad, negative things. Like, yeah, He wants us to love people, but loving people doesn't necessarily mean you have to keep them in your life. You can be right. nice to them and be kind to them and care for them. But you can also, like I said, love them from a distance. Right. And like that devotional went on to talk about, I said, um, God is our faithful guide and our loving counselor. He promises to lead us through life and will be with us in every season. In his goodness and mercy toward us, he gives us red flags in our hearts if something if something ahead will bring danger or destruction. And I think like... You know, when, you, when you're driving on the road and stuff, it'll say, like, road work ahead or, like, slow down, and there's, like, warning signs and stuff. So, like, you're going to start—you're going to have to get into, like, one lane or the other because you can't just keep driving through because you're going to cause an accident. And I think that kind of, like, relates to when you're in a friendship or a relationship or you're in an um, environment where you're starting to notice these warning signs and you're seeing, like, okay, I need to probably move over this way. Okay, this isn't getting any better you know, how how do you carefully go about that with grace is like what we talked about in our last episode talking about grace, but also how do you like as a Christian also remove yourself from a situation without coming across as judgmental? Because sometimes I think like even in the friendships I've had in the past or like, you know, places I've been or work environments, you always have to have like, I think it also relates to like having common sense and like being able to identify certain things and not saying, oh, they're just like that. Like they're just mean in general. You know, sometimes people are just mean, but there's like, that shouldn't be a normalized thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just like any bad, like negative thing in a relationship or in a friendship. Like I feel as if society has normalized a lot of toxic things right. and is like, has almost made a joke mm-hmm. of it. I mean, like if you see TikTok, I see TikToks all the time that are like, oh my, when I see a toxic, tall, handsome man, and it's like, we kind of tend to focus on things that are like worldly and we get so excited about them, like looks and Mm -hmm. money and things like that. And we forget about their actual character and how they make us feel. And I know, uh, as somebody who struggles with severe anxiety, that that can also, the fear of missing red flags or Mm. like being afraid that you're almost being dramatic right like understanding that you're not being dramatic 
I mean, there is a certain point where it's like, okay, that's stupid. Why are you getting upset about that? <laughs> right. But it's like also making sure that you have somebody to talk to about it and like people that you know and trust that are going to give you good advice about it because I feel like a lot of times we kind of keep it all in and then we're like, well, what do I do? And, and it, it can be hard to trust yourself because, I mean, you know you don't know everything and right. you've never been in that situation before, so it's kind of like you don't know what to do. And so if you're not having that communication with other people about like what's going on and things that you're struggling with and and stuff like that we tend to just kind of like ignore it and be like oh it'll get better oh you know maybe they'll change or we even try to change them I mean the amount of times people have either tried to change me or I've tried to change people thinking that I can do it or you know the amount of times that either me or my friends have like started talking to a guy and we know that there's something wrong about him and things like he doesn't have the same values as me or stuff like that and it's like but maybe I can change him maybe right. maybe I'll convince him to go to church and he'll he'll start to, and yeah that in very rare occasions that may happen and sometimes that is um God's story for you but at the same time it's like if you you can tell like God is being like, no, get out of this situation, and you're just kind of ignoring it. Right. Then, then I feel like you're kind of like disobeying God in a sense because you know your intuition. Like everybody has a gut feeling, and you have a conscience, and you have, you know, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and there's there's like clear things that like the Bible talks about, and so especially with that, like when you said like the TikTok videos, they seem funny and stuff, but it's like, oh, when he's toxic, abusive and like all these things, but he has curly brown hair. Like what on earth is wrong with you? I know it might be a joke, but for some people, like that's actually real. Like, are you really going to sell yourself short to be in a relationship with somebody because of like outside looks and like, you know? And I think a lot of the times we tend to kind of like put on rose colored glasses when it comes to like, we want something so bad that we tend to settle. I mean, the amount of times that I've settled in friendships or relationships or in situations because I'm like, well, it's never going to get better than this and stuff like that. But it's like, if if you wait and you wait well, you'll realize that there's so much better out there. And like, yeah, we're not deserving of these things because we sin and we make mistakes, but God's giving us those things. And so like selling God, I mean, I feel like when we sell ourselves short, a lot of the time God is just like, kind of like, why are you doing that? And it's like, mm-hmm. almost like, like ups, not upset, but kind of like disappointed in us because we're not realizing like we deserve so much better that no, we don't. We do have high standards in a sense, but in a sense, it's not bad to have high standards. And I feel like that kind of goes into a lot. I mean, Lene and I have been talking about relationships a lot recently and stuff because uh, I'm in a new relationship and she's still single. And a lot of the times we uh, tend to just like be like, okay, well, why am I not in this relationship and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, why can't I get guys to like me? And I'm like, well, it's because you have actual standards. And it's like, I'm like, you can definitely be in a relationship right now. I'm sure of it. But because you have standards and a lot of the time people don't and they just could care less about um, character and things like that, that they just get into a relationship and it ends up being so toxic and they become someone they don't like or they're becoming sinful. And I mean, it's just, I feel like as a Christian, a lot of the times when I've done something bad or sinful, I just like can feel that guilt and that regret. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I felt that with like settling. I'm like, I know 
that I deserve better than this, but it's like I'm so afraid of you know, getting rid of, giving this up. Mm -hmm. It's kind of reminds me of like this picture where um, Jesus is holding like this big, huge teddy bear behind his back. And this little girl has like this very tiny teddy bear and is like, well, I don't want to give this up. And Mm -hmm. Jesus is just like, no, give this to me and I'm going to give you something better. And it's like, we, we can't see what he's holding behind his back. So it's like, we're scared. And I feel like that's where like faith comes into play a lot. And it's like, I think, if we don't have faith in those situations, then what do we have? Because it's like... You're just kind of relying on your own like standards of what is good and what is bad. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just relying on your own intuition. And I think... I think, yes, it is okay to just like make your own decisions. Like, not everything has to be like, should I ask God about this? I mean, obviously you should. But like, if it's like a teeny tiny thing and it's like nothing that seems like super bad. Like, I'm trying to make sense of this. But like... Not everything has to be like, oh, I should pray about this or, you know, I should like address this in every single biblical aspect if it's like just common sense. You know, it's like, oh, he was kind of rude to me. Maybe I should stop talking to him. Or it's just like, you know, like kind of just like little things like yeah. that. And not like saying that. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it make sense. But no, I, I don't think know if it is. I think it makes sense. I mean, a lot of the times we think that um, these little things are bigger than they really are. Right. And that's where like I feel like worry and um, like you get anxious about certain yeah, stuff. And it's like it's kind of like when you have a dumb little thought and you like, why did I think that? Like, what's the reasoning behind this? And right. then you, you start to get afraid of like. Um, either that situation that you thought of happening or like, you know, becoming someone that you're not. I mean, that's what I struggle with a lot is it's like I I get really anxious about what people are thinking of me and then I get scared that I am that person. And so right. it's like you replay that over and over in your head to like make sure you're not like that. But it's like at the same time, you're just sitting there torturing yourself over something you don't want to become and you aren't. Right. And, and like, it's like... What's the point? What's the point? And that's where it's like, that's where, where God's going to jump in and be like, this is what I already know you to be. And exactly. so then that's what you're talking about with faith is like, you're giving him the opportunity to just swoop in instead of you always worrying about the thing. And like, that's something I struggle with is like worrying about the future or worrying about like my career and stuff. And right now, honestly, in my life, like, I know I'm going to summer camp and I'm going to counsel, but I genuinely don't know what I'm doing in the fall. And I think that's okay, though. Like, we don't have to have our entire life planned out. It's right. like, even if we do have it planned out, odds are things are going to change. I mean, when, I mean, we just came back from a grad party and I was like thinking to myself, because she was like talking about where she was going and what she was doing. Like, when I went and had my open house last year, I was saying all these things. I'm going to go here, and this is my plan. And now my plans completely change and stuff like that. Like, I was in a completely different situation than I was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to go into business and open up my own coffee shop and um, clothing boutique. And now I'm not doing that, and I'm going into sports and stuff like that. And so it's like, you can plan all you want, but no matter what happens— God's plan is still going to come true to your life. And once you let go of like trying to keep everything planned and clean and in order and stuff like that, it's this weight is going to be lifted off your shoulders and you can just like be yourself and, and enjoy your life because no matter how much you worry about something and how much you try to control it, it's not, 
it, it's not going to work because you have no control over that. I mean, mm-hmm. I was talking to Brennan about that the other day because he, he doesn't really know exactly what he does want to finish when he gets his um, degree in school and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, at this point, you have to control what you can and realize like what happens is all under God's control and you kind of just have to take it one step at a time Mm -hmm. and I mean that's how I feel like a lot of the times with relationships it is you have to you can't just shove everything in at once because a lot of the times that's when you overlook those red flags because you get so caught up in all the good stuff that you're like oh like but they they're so nice sometimes right like same thing with like situations and like a possible job opportunity I think like that's so hard because you get so excited about something. And that's, like, the way I am. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so freaking exciting. Because you've never had something like that before. Like that before. And then once you get into it, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, how did I pass that up? And, like, how did I never, like, identify those things? Exactly. And that's, like, I feel like that's just being human. So it's, like, you're not a horrible person if, like, you can't see that oh, right away. Yeah. But I think, like, what you're talking about with, like, the future and, like, figuring out what you want to do and stuff and like not letting you know like I don't know I totally forgot what I was talking about but um (laughs) where in Psalms 32 it says 32 8 says I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go I will counsel you with my loving eye on you and I think that like also goes into play of like God knows what his plan is for your life and so like if, if there's a situation where you're starting to see some warning signs or, like, the employees you work with are, you know, being bad or you're just, like— Or they're trying to influence you and stuff like that and right. peer pressure. And that's even, like, not just with employees but, like, with friends, too, mm-hmm. and, and relationships. If they're trying to change you, mm-hmm. then— it's like that's well, why like a are you, clear sign of yeah like why are you with me if you don't like who I actually am and right. stuff like that and so at the end of the day it's like you can't let people change you because they want you to become someone else and you can't try and change someone because you want them to be someone else you when you become your most genuine self and you see people for who they are and who God made them to be and who you are, then at the end of the day, it's like you're going to find so much more joy in life and you're going to feel so much less worry and stress. And also realizing that like, yeah, you can miss red flags in the past, but not being so like worked up in your head about it in the future. Because right. like, I mean, I was like that. I, I made mistakes and I didn't see red flags that I should have or I kind of like ignored them and stuff like that because I was just so excited about this one thing that I didn't really care about the other bad things that were like, you know, being, I was being treated and stuff like that. And so now it's like whenever, um, when I started getting into a relationship, I'd, I get so scared that that was going to happen again and that I was going to miss that. So I would like start to make up scenarios in my head of like, that happening and I'm like wait that's not actually happening right now that's not real why am I doing this to Mm -hmm. myself it's like and I feel like you also have to think about the red flags in yourself right not just other people or even like the way you're reacting or even in your thought processes I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time we don't really realize like the way we're thinking about something isn't is like a bad way to be thinking about that right it's you have to like remember that like when you're a Christian, you're going to have that spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Satan, like, comes right in. He's like, okay, this is where I can take Caitlin down a path that I know, like, can oh, yeah. easily distract her. I feel like a lot of the times we don't realize that 
um, Satan tends to attack to attack us most of the time in our heads and in our minds, right. and we don't really realize it. I mean, something I never truly knew until up until the past few years is like half the time our thoughts aren't really from ourselves and like they're not something we believe just because you think it doesn't mean like that that's true or mm-hmm. makes it real or anything like that. And so a lot of the times it's like what what are you going to be focusing on and what are you like taking time to really think about? And is that and is that benefiting you? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you're thinking about worst case scenario all the time and like worrying about things that you don't need to be like, I mean, that's a huge red flag in your thought process. And that's just going to end up making your life so miserable. And I mean, it has for me when I do it. Right. And I think like, I think sometimes we see red flags as like so big sometimes, but sometimes I think it can be like a personal thing that you're finally identifying because I know like it's easy to push past things like oh everybody knows me as one thing so that's who I am Mm -hmm. rather than saying but I know who myself as who I am and so I know that the way I'm acting now is like not genuine and what you're talking about is like being your true genuine self that like you're gonna you're gonna see like the fruit in that. And I think it's super easy for us to like want to be something different or like seeing somebody else and saying, oh, they're perfect. Or one thing like I think society has done more is made like, oh, if she doesn't do this, this is a red flag. Or if he doesn't do this, it's a red flag. But rather than saying like everybody has red flags because they're like, we all are sinners, fun fact. So it's like <laughs> being a sinner is a red flag. Like, what do you want me to be? Like, totally perfect. And I, and I can't do that. And so being able to like be gracious, like what we talked about and have that kindness and like the joy of the Lord in our heart. And, you know, what did Jesus do for the people that, you know, were um, like huge sinners in the Bible and they would cheat people and they would steal and they would, you know, they were adult adulterers <laughs> and so like but Jesus didn't say shoo I don't want to be anywhere near you and everybody saw them as like walking red flags oh you don't want to be near him like the tax collectors get away from them like you do not want to associate with them but Jesus was like no come to me because I I can help all you who are weary I can you know I'm here to restore your souls and so I think that's the way we need to approach things sometimes so instead of saying oh, they're a horrible person, they have all these things. Like, yes, if it's not a healthy situation and, like, you see yourself not being able to, like, protect yourself from that or help them, then take a step back. But also what Caitlin was saying earlier is you can love them from afar and still show them the love of Christ. And I think that goes with situations and jobs and, like, anything we do in life. Like, you still have to be gracious with the love you're giving to people. But if it's too much for you, don't, like, over oversell yourself for that you know yeah I I mean it's like there's a difference between being rude to someone and being um like setting boundaries exactly because I feel like you being rude to someone would be like completely ignoring them and stuff like that and like not giving them a reason and not being honest with them Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but it's like if you're setting those boundaries being like hey you did this to me and this is really affecting me in a very bad way and I feel like this isn't giving me life and love and I don't I'm not feeling like it's just benefiting me in any right. way it's not pointing me towards Christ so I'm going so you have to be honest with them and open and be like I mean I I forgive you for what you did but if you don't turn things around I can't 
continue to spend this time with you. I mean, I love you and I hope the best for you. But at the end of the day, my life is becoming this very negative thing and it's taking me away from God. So it's like if it's if it's not giving you life and it's taking you away from God, you can distance yourself from someone, but still be kind to them and be like, honest with them and telling them why you need this space and stuff and I mean you can still talk to them every now and then but it's like not making sure you're not constantly spending time with those people who are just like negative towards you and making you feel bad about yourself or um, taking you down a bad path and stuff like that. Right and I think like that goes along with a note that I was writing. Um, I said having strong standards is not being picky. It's good to know your worth and to stay true to what you know and what you believe and support. And I think like you know, you have to you have to have boundaries in everything that you do in life. And it doesn't only apply to like relationships or friendships. You know, I think sometimes people think like when you have standards for something, then you're just a picky person, especially for girls. Like it's just a, such a stigma that like the world says, oh, girls are too picky. You're never going to find the right guy. You're never going to get married with an attitude like that. Or, you know, your standards are too high. But what is your standard then? If my standards are too high and I've protected myself from heartbreak, I've protected myself from dangerous situations, I've protected myself from so many horrible possibilities, and you've experienced every bad thing that could happen by not having standards, how are you to like say that my standards are too high? And I feel like guys tend to say that a lot more. Like, not right. us girls saying it to each other. I mean, sometimes obviously we do, but... I feel like guys, they just don't want to live up to that situation. And sometimes it's the opposite. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. there's guys that listen to this. There's girls that are going to be like, oh, your standards are too high for me. Like, I don't know why you want me to be like that and stuff like that. And I think that... They, they take it in a negative way and they just don't want to do it. And there's a difference between wanting to change and putting in the effort and saying you're going to change but never actually doing it and stuff right. like that. And so I feel like a lot of the time saying that people have too high of standards tends to be like I, they just don't want to be like that. They don't want to live up to that. And that's I mean, it's kind of like being... You know, Jesus and Jesus has standards of us as Christians and right. how we're supposed to be. And yeah, he forgives us for when we mess up and things like that. I mean, we're not perfect. And I think like something to remember within those standards is like people aren't going to be perfect, but you still can be like, you know, I don't want to be treated badly. I don't want to be in an unequally yoked relationship right. or friendship and situation, like things like that. But still understanding that. Um, you can still have those standards and not be a picky person. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's like I said, Jesus has standards for us and things that we do. Right. And, and, and I think it's important to like, to evaluate everything with the mindset of like, what is, what would Jesus do? You know, how, did, yeah. how, how does a gospel explain this situation? And I think Like, you think about the life of Jesus and how he lived. Obviously, he was perfect, and he was being persecuted, and people were saying all these blasphemous things about him. And yet, you know, regardless of what people are saying about you or what everybody has, like, an expectation of perfection or whatever, you know, I think you just have to remember, like, this is how Jesus still treated those people. And, like, even though it wasn't a perfect situation for him and he was obviously put in situations that nobody should ever go through. He still had, like, 
he had God's standard of like, this is how I'm supposed to love people. And I think that's so hard to do sometimes as Christians because like we are all sinners. So sometimes we can like judge other people's sin is worse than our own. But it's like, you know, all sin is the same in God's eyes. So you can't really say like, oh, if somebody in the world who's not a Christian is, you know, going to parties every weekend and doing drugs and all these bad things like, you know, the typical bad worldly stuff. I think there's like, like, there's like a way where you can tell them that what they're doing is wrong, but not doing it in a rude way. You can be like, hey, I don't believe in this. And I think that this is wrong. I mean, I have friends who, you know, don't really qualify themselves as quish. I'm talking like a five-year-old. <laughs> Christians. That they, they either say like they're Christian and they'll go to church on Easter and on Christmas and stuff like that. But when it comes to like biblical stuff, they're like, oh, it's just, it's it's almost like a suggestion. Like, right. hey, you should do this, but you don't have to and stuff like that. And like, I think they kind of know that I don't, don't agree with that type of mindset, but they also, I'm also like, I'm not going to be sitting there and be like, you need to be doing this and this and this and this and that and that. And I think you can still have your own standards and not do what they are doing, but also not bashing them and stuff like that. Right. Because like, even as Christians, we still sin. And like, that's kind of what I was getting at is like, just because somebody else's sin is worse than yours doesn't make them like a worse person because even as Christians we're still going to do things that we regret but I think like you can't blame somebody if they've never been like raised a specific way or yeah. like if they've never been shown the love of Christ obviously they're not going to be able to identify that um, but I think it's just important to remember like red flags are there for a reason and God has like like my mom and I talk about it as like a spidey sense. Like we get this feeling like my mom has like the best intuition I've ever seen and like a person ever. Like my dad will be talking about a situation. She's like, no, I totally see this going wrong. He's like, my dad is very gracious and he's very, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he's such a sweet person. He's a pastor. So he's got like the love for everybody. And my mom is very like intuitive. She sees she sees things right away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's incredible because, like, as a relationship, as my parents are married, like, they've been able to grow together in that and it works hand in hand. But I think just like having intuition on saying, okay, this could be a dangerous situation, let's evaluate it instead of saying, red flag, gone, whatever, never gonna be in my life anymore. Like, you have to, like, if it's super bad, you know what I mean? But, like, I feel like you have to. With red flags, it's not based upon what you want or what the world views it as. It's right. all about what God views it as. Because, I mean, a lot of the times we we don't want to listen to the red flags. Like, So we'll be like, oh, no, that's not a red flag when it comes to something we want. Mm-hmm. But if it's something we don't want, then we'll be like, oh, my gosh, that's a red flag. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's a difference between actually listening to I feel like we either abuse it or we don't listen to it when in reality— we don't realize that like God's giving us that red flag for a reason and being like, hey, look at this. This is a problem. You need to listen to it because if you don't, things are going to end up a lot worse than you think they're going to be like, oh, it sounds good in the moment. And it's like that temporary happiness instead of long-term joy and stuff like that. So we tend to just kind of like ignore it. And we're like, oh, well, this is going to make me happy for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So I want that now because I can get it quick as opposed to kind of like I've said, like with waiting in in certain situations, not just like for like the perfect like husband or, or wife or stuff like that, but like in any situation you have to understand 
understand that like God is is showing you these things for a reason and like trusting that and believing in that because I think a lot of times like I said we don't listen to it because we're afraid of being wrong Mm -hmm. or like you know I mean I I've been in situations where I kind of was like dizzy about it and Mm -hmm. was like oh that's not a problem and stuff (laughs) like that and so realizing like that you're not always going to make the same mistakes twice and that you can't just like hold that over yourself forever it's kind of like I was talking about and with grace like you can't um hold your past mistakes of not seeing something against yourself and like constantly worrying that you're going to keep making that same mistake it's like if you actually learn from it and stuff like that then you have nothing to worry about because I mean yeah God might face you with a similar situation in the future but God also puts you in that situation in the first place to teach you something so that if a situation like that happens in the future you can be like oh I've been in this situation. I know mm-hmm. what to do now. I know that that's not true. Or I know that that's a problem and that's not something good. Like, I feel like we give ourselves a lot less credit than we deserve right. and, like, stuff like that. And, and I think, like, that just goes to show, like, you know, God isn't going to put things in your life as, like, he's, like, identifying something to take it away from you immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, God isn't saying you need, you know, it's like, it's like a little lightning bug. His light goes on and off every once in a while. And so sometimes that could be God saying, hey, look over here. Hey, look over here. There's something that you need to look over here and see. And you're like, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, it's fine. It'll be fine. Like, I'm going to be fine. But in, in like reality, like you have to realize like God's not putting a warning sign or a red flag, or he's pointing something out to you for a bad reason, because he already knows how this is going to go. And so it's like, you have to remember that, like, God already has that plan ready for you, and, like, He knows the way you're going to react to things and stuff like that, but He's just giving you this as, like, a warning sign to prepare you on, like, how are you going to react to this? Like, are you going to do it biblically, and are you going to address it the way that us as Christians should, or are you going to kind of avoid it because you want it really badly, like what we talked about, Mm -hmm. or are we going to just avoid it totally and put on those glasses like it's no big deal and just keep going a million miles an hour saying, okay, this is so much fun. All these people are doing all these bad things. I'm just going to join in or like this job isn't what I want and they're doing things that I don't support. And, but it, it makes me good money. So it's like, where, mm-hmm. where did your, where are your morals going? What is your standards? Like, who are you as a person and how are you going to like let that change you? Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes me think of something we've been talking about recently. It's like, how when you're doing something you don't really see how that's affecting other people and so it's like why I mean I just like personally like I don't understand how people can't have like those morals and be like it's like having a conscience it's like in the back of your head you know that it's wrong and stuff like that but you don't really care and so (laughs) we were just talking about this I know that's what made me think about it but I I also, this made me think of something where, like, a lot of the times we kind of just, like, ignore the Bible and push it off. We're like, that's stupid. But, like, in 
in reality, we don't realize that, like, not listening to it actually hurts us so much. Like, until, like, we've gone through that situation and we're like, oh, my gosh, that was was actually right. I should have listened to that. Like, how many times in the Bible did people disobey God? He's like, you are going to die, but we want to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay, well, you know. Here's this discipline, and you get this. It's like, how many times did God say, don't do this, don't worship idols, don't do this? And then people are like, well, that guy's been gone up on the mountain for a really long time, so maybe we should just build a golden calf to worship it. Like, are you dumb? Like, are you just going to totally avoid that and say, well, God doesn't want me to enjoy things anyway, so I'll just live life now. Like, Uh it's that whole, like, you know, like— I feel like we don't think it's going to affect us as much as it does. It's right. like, you know, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have It's only f- one time. I'm just going to get drunk once or mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to sleep with this person once and I'm never going to do it again. Or like, you know, we tend to kind of like. You kind of so- normalize it. Or like something I heard was like, we see how far we can like push the line, like how far we can right. get close to that line of crossing it mm-hmm. and where it's bad, where in reality, like. We shouldn't even be trying to get close to it. <laughs> right. It's like, and I mean, personally, what I've experienced is like when I do that, I feel so like guilty about it too. Right. And it's like, it just makes me feel so sick. And like my conscious is just like in the back of my head being like, hey, this is wrong and you know it. <laughs> but just because you're not doing this specific thing, it's okay. But in reality, that's not the truth. Like you shouldn't even be like, trying to get near that and like associating yourself with those things right because a lot of the times we don't realize like the more we do it the more the more it it comes like a habit exactly and it's and habits can be so hard to break too especially when it's like it makes you feel so good in the moment but mm-hmm. at at the end of the day, you you go to bed and you're like, why did I do that? And and then you wake up the next morning and you do the exact same thing and stuff like that. Right. You just ignore it and you're like, okay, but it's making me happy right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is that going to last forever? Like, is this is this something that's going to, you know, benefit you for the rest of your life? Or is it just going to be- benefit you for 15 minutes and then... You know, you, you wake feel up like guilty about it. Yeah, I think, I think like kind of ending this podcast is like the biggest thing to remember is like God's placing something in your life for a reason, and He's giving you these identifiers or these warning signs or red flags for a reason, and so He's giving you the opportunity to make a decision on how you're gonna react. And I think that's like everything in life. There's always a reaction to every action, whatever. And so, how are you as a Christian? going to react to this or how are you going to trust God fully when you don't want to because he said this is not this is not the place for you and I've I've shown you I've brought to light all these red flags and I've brought to light all these warning signs and you're still ignoring me so it's like I think that's where it comes to like what you're talking about is like you li- you learn by your experiences and stuff and I saw whoa and so <laughs> I think that it's just it's so important to remember that there's red flags for a reason, and but you shouldn't be making them up in your own mind to make somebody look worse than you are or to make like the situation look worse. Like what Caitlin was talking about, when it's something you really want, you could totally avoid it. And when it's not, you just don't care at all. Mm-hmm. But you need to remember that there's a reason why God has given us a conscience. There's a reason why we have our intuition. There's a reason why we can go to the Holy Spirit and we feel you know, there's conviction with that. And so I think that's just so important to remember is to just not let your standards change by what the world is saying or like, 
even what your friends are saying. Like, Caitlin and I are very similar, but, like, you know, we don't agree on everything that I know mm-hmm. of, you know. And so, but it's it's okay to still honor and respect people and, like, still love like Jesus would. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a really good point. But just to end this episode, just remembering that just because something brings you temporary happiness does not mean that it's going to bring you long-term joy. And the Bible was created for a reason. It's it's instructions, it's words, it's it's truth on what what brings us life and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if we don't listen to what God says is good and what God says is bad, we don't we don't realize how much that's going to affect us in the long term. But it's like one of those situations where it's like, do you really want to find out like the negative consequences of those things mm-hmm. at the end of the day? And I mean, we're human and we're going to make those mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. And, you know, Jesus didn't even, uh, he was perfect, but doesn't mean like he enjoyed everything he had to do and, right. and everything he had to endure. But at the end of the day, you have to make that decision of, am I going to be like what God wants me to be? Or am I going to be like the world and just ignore all these bad things of people and how they're treating me and stuff like that? Or am I going to follow what the Bible says and what God says to do and, and, and look at those red flags and take them seriously? And, I mean, it's like I said, we make jokes about it all the time mm-hmm. until, until it's funny until it happens to you and you realize how much it affects you and, and stuff like that. Right. That's good. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can follow us on social media, and Caitlin will link that down below. And we look forward to recording our next episode, which we're going to be talking about green flags. Um, and we hope you guys have a great day. Um, we really appreciate your support. We just hit 800 streams, which is so exciting. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys have a great day, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.